challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. So glad you're with me here at the Great Man Podcast. Listen, I want to dive right in here and get down and dirty with you. I want to tell you the biggest mistake, one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made as a man. All right? I want to tell you one of the biggest mistakes I've made in my life. And I want to tell you this to help you and to urge you to overcome the same tendency, perhaps, in your own life. One of my failings as a man, one of my failings uh, just as a leader and uh, as a guy in the world is that I have not sometimes in my life tended my financial life as I should have. Now, I make no excuses, but I grew up a military brat. My father was career army, retired as a colonel after 33 years, I believe it was, And if those of you who are familiar with the military context, you know, the salaries are set for each rank and each year. Uh, We didn't think a lot about money. You didn't live in a neighborhood where you said, well, hey, that guy across the street's got a lot of money or the guy down the road sure is doing well. He's got a, you know, boat and whatever in, in his front yard. You know what I'm saying? You didn't think that way. Most of the time I was growing up, you, you lived in a neighborhood that was filled with people of your father's rank uh, for the most part. And uh, the houses didn't vary that much. It was military housing. Uh, when we lived in Germany, we lived in, in neighborhoods that basically the U.S. government had bought. And the houses may have been German in design, but they're all basically the same. And so you didn't think about economics that much. I, you know, my father I never saw my father's paycheck. He never talked about money. Um, and a lot of what we enjoyed as a family was 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 paid for, subsidized. I, my parents didn't complain about doctor bills because we went to military hospitals. We went to military doctors. I had braces for five years when I was growing up as a teenager. Really affected my dating life. But uh, I, I never, my dad never said, "Oh my gosh, what this this is ridiculous, dentist bill we've got." That never happened. If I got stitches, they didn't go, "Oh wow, that was expensive," because it was all covered. It was all paid for. It was all there were military. You didn't think about travel expenses when you were moving from assignment to assignment. Uh, Sure, if my parents took us to Six Flags or Disneyland or something, they paid for that. But for the most part, the gas, the hotel, the food paid for by the military as they moved my father from assignment to assignment. So not making excuses, but I was set up not to pay much attention to money um, by growing up a military brat. It's one of the things military brats need to watch, that they're a little bit divorced from their parents' economic lives. Then uh, second of all, Uh, My parents were not the type to talk about money ever. Uh, They had kind of an old school thought. Money shouldn't be discussed in the presence of kids. I mean, if we talked about allowance or we talked about what a going to a summer camp might might cost, I would hear a little bit about money. But, you know, for the most part, we lived middle class American kind of lifestyle. And my parents would never have discussed money in, in front of me until I went to college. I really I mean, I had to be taught how to use a checkbook after I went to college. There was no economic education happening in my family. Now, why am I saying all this? When you combine this background with the fact that just by virtue of my gifts, my wiring, I lean towards language and philosophy and history and ideas and language in my in my gifts and my orientation and my work, and I'm not as adept at numbers 
I don't think as much in terms of numbers, not as good at numbers, then obviously there was a lean away from uh, being a good accountant or relying on people to be accountants in my life. And as I got older and began to be, you know, began to lead, began to be in charge of some organizations, I was wise enough to realize I needed some people who were good at money near me, but I asked them to give me num- give me uh reports and crayon numbers. I don't need to know every detail. Tell me the big fat numbers. How much do we have? What do we owe? Uh, how much is the new building going to cost? You know, that kind of thing. And it worked pretty well because I had smart people around me. The organizations I led had money enough to hire smart people around me. Nevertheless, in my personal finances, I have allowed many times others to handle the money in such a way that I didn't stay on top of it. And things went really badly for me. In one job situation, uh, the organization would not give me a company credit card. So I was required to use my personal credit card for company expenses. And then a secretary didn't handle uh, that well. And I ended up paying lots of money out of pocket to cover that bill because it couldn't be proven later that it really was the responsibility of the company, which I had left by that time. Um, I've had I've had accounting messes I've had people not handle things wisely, not file taxes wisely. And a lot of it is a result of me just being relieved that someone has taken responsibility for it and then not stay as much on top of it. I'm not, I'm not saying I have to be an economist. I have to go get a CPA or become a CPA or something uh, or pass that exam. But I am saying that, that anybody, any man, certainly, and I, of course, this applies to women too, they need to be on top of their finances. They need to know what's going on. They need to monitor what's happening, even if they're uh, if they've hired a bookkeeper, even if they've got a bookkeeping service, even if you're letting somebody, um, you know, monitor that or take care of that for you because you're not that good at it. You've got to get reports. You've got to check the reports against your accounts, etc. And this has been one of the big failings in my life because I'm busy, because I've been in a leadership roles for the better part of my adult life, because I'm not good at the accounting. I have had some real messes in my life when it came to. Uh, the state of my personal finances, not because I was massively in debt or had overspent or somebody had stolen from me, but people just mismanaged um, people I had entrusted the money to the accounting to mismanaged it. And I wasn't on top of it. I probably would have caught it just even looking at big crayon numbers if I'd been paying any attention, but I was so relieved that somebody else had it, that I had responsibility for it, that I just didn't pay attention. Now, my point here is not to complain about my own life, which is blessed. And my point here is is not to just beat myself on the air here uh, because, you know, I've, I've screwed up. My point is to say I've certainly made a change now. And I make sure that I'm on top of what's going on with my money. Who's responsible for it? What are they doing? Uh, how are the tax forms being filled out? Believe me, it's miserable. I'm not good at it. I don't like it. I tire quickly in it, but I have to be on top of it because this is what responsible people do in general. And this is what a responsible man does. Now I'll tell you straight up. My wife has a degree in higher math. She's far better at all the accounting and the math than I am. However, we make a great team because I'm good at macroeconomic decisions, big picture things, and she's better able at the accounting, but we do it together. And we stay on top of it and we monitor it and we have other people involved, bookkeepers and CPAs and so on. But 
but I stay on top of it as best I can with my limited financial IQ. I mean, I understand the principles that I'm, I, I understand the, the, the value of it. I'm just saying, you know, if somebody says, well, what's 1% at, you know, whatever of so much money over such over amortized over such, I mean, I, my brain just goes tilt. So I've got to rely on other people to tell me those things. I'm saying all of this to say and confessing my economic sins on the air to tell you that one of the things a good man does is he stays on top of his money. He knows what's happening with it. This is not me in some veiled way saying, don't just go home and hand the paycheck to your wife and never take responsibility for it again. Although I am saying that in the broad sense of what I'm saying right now, but that's not what I'm gunning for. This is not about who in the family handles it. It's about the, about you being responsible in the same way that I urge you to tend your field, the field assigned to you, the total body of things you're responsible for in your life, tend it and cause everything to thrive in the same way that I urge that. In the same way that I urge you to have life insurance and to have a will and to have made some arrangements for your funeral, uh, in the same way that I think you need to take responsibility for that, you need to be on top of what's going on with your money, even if you're not the one who primarily does the book work. And I've failed in that in times past. I failed because of relief. I failed because of lack of gifts. I probably failed because of some laziness. And I've had to pay some pretty big bills as a result, bills that were not mine to pay. And I've also had to endure some confusion in my economic life because the people responsible didn't do the job. And I didn't know they weren't doing the job. Again, I'm not faulting anybody. I'm completely putting this on me. So I'm coming to you and saying, some of you are really gifted for this. Some of you have the degrees. You have the background. Your parents talked to you about money. You were keeping a checkbook from the age of 12. You were involved in family finance decisions. Maybe your dad did a lot of investments. He'd talk about what his stock was doing in IBM. He'd read the Wall Street Journal, read Business Week, whatever. He'd watch economic television, business television. And you learned all that stuff just by breathing the air in your home. Great. I'm proud of you. Maybe you have a bachelor's in business, an MBA. Great. I'm proud of you. I'm not putting that down at all. But what I'm mainly doing is talking right now to the average guy like me who doesn't have any special training and whose gifts might lean other way, other directions. You might be a, a, a tech, a techie, brilliant in computers, but what's going on in your economic life? You might be a, the best mechanic on the planet running a great shop in your community, but what's going on in your economic life? You might be a fantastic salesman. That doesn't mean you know what's going on in your banking and in your money and in your investments. You got to know, okay? So I strongly urge that you take a moment and take stock of your money. Take stock. Uh, I don't mean that literally. I mean, take stock by, by, by saying take stock. I mean, pay attention, get an accounting, figure it out. Know what you got, what you haven't got. Know where your money's going. From time to time, you and your wife, if you have one, or just you alone with somebody who's maybe wiser than you are, should take a look at your bills. Uh, Bev and I looked up one day and we couldn't believe what we were paying for cable television. We have a couple of homes. We live, as many of you know, in two cities uh, for various things that we do. We couldn't believe the cable was hundreds of dollars a month. So we cut the cord. And saved hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, but we ha we wouldn't have known if we hadn't sat down with the checkbook, so to speak, and the bills and said, how in the world did we get to this level for wireless and cable television and, and, and a couple of homes? It was, it was unbelievable amount of money. And so we made the decisions to change it. 
Sometimes we can find our eating out creeps up because we travel a lot and we maybe you're busy. And so you come to five thirty, six o'clock in the evening. I don't want her to go in the kitchen and cook. She, she's a fantastic cook, but we go eat out. And sometimes that creeps out on us, creeps up on us. You, you understand what I'm saying. We all have that kind of thing. And so I'm urging you a couple of things. First of all, pay attention. Don't make the mistake I made. Get distracted. Hand it to other people. Have a false sense of relief that other people have it in hand. You've got to know what's going on in your money because ultimately you're going to be responsible. They might screw up. They might neglect something. They might make a mistake. You'll be paying for it. And trust me, I have to the tune of tens, even hundreds of thousands of dollars in my overall life. Now, second of all, get help. Call in reinforcements, as they say in the military. If you're not good at this, as I'm not good at this, then get people who are wise to help you. We have financial advisors. Bev's really good at this. We've got investment counselors. I mean, I'm not any big deal, but I ask a lot of questions. I take my business-headed friends to lunch. I read stuff I don't want to read so that I can pay attention to what's going on. I can tell you what the inflation rate is right now. I can tell you, uh, you know, all, the prime lending, all of that. I pay attention to that stuff. And believe me, no one ever taught me to do that. I taught myself. And get good advice. Get good advisors. I mean, you may be a kid just starting out. You may have just graduated high school or college. You may just be making a little bit of money. But there are smart ways to handle your money. Not just in terms of savings and investments, although you all know that I strongly urge that you follow uh, the programs and the and the books and the teachings of Dave Ramsey. I'm a big Dave Ramsey fan. You know he's a friend of mine. Um, but what he urges, the accounting he urges, the staying out of debt, it leads to prosperity. And I want everybody listening to this podcast to prosper. So if it doesn't matter how young you are. You may not have a family, may not have a house, may not have children, may not even have a car. I have lots of, I live in cities myself, I understand, not even having a car. But you still have money. You still have income. You still got taxes to pay. You've still got bills to pay. And we want you to prosper. We want you to thrive. Pay attention to your money. In fact, it would be wise, this is my next recommendation for many of you, to go get a little bit of financial education. Now, that can be as informal as a, a guy in your church or in your community or in your family who's good at this, saying, here's a couple books to read and I'll meet with you over hamburger a couple of times. That would be great. Some of you probably need to take some courses. Some of you listening to this or are still in college, you've got some electives, go take some finance courses, go take some investment courses, go to your local community college if you're not in school. Uh, there are great courses out there. And again, I recommend the Dave Ramsey material. So all of this is to say that we're living in some economically bumptious times, tumultuous times, that's going to continue for a while. In fact, it's always there in some way. My whole life, there's been a turmoil in the economy. I don't mean horrible upheaval and revolution, but there's always been something to overcome. There's always been inflation or there's always been, you know, a, a bad lending rate or there's always been government action that's messing with me or there's always or maybe I wasn't making as much during certain times. There's always something you got to deal with. But money is just a thing. You got to live with it. You got to pay attention to it. You got to get help. And so I'm strongly saying, to, I'm fiercely saying to you men, that this is one of the tactics, the disciplines, the duties of being a great man. Handle, as one of my friends says, handle your business. Handle your stuff. Handle your money. 
I want to tell you straight up, I hate it. I'm not good at any of it. So I lean in hard and I talk to people and I get help and I enlist advisors and I, and I, and I get people to, to talk to me. And I've learned and I've overcome some of these horrible mistakes I've made in the past by neglecting my financial life. Give yourself to your financial life. Get some help. And by the way, every man I'm talking to here in this podcast needs to be reading a little bit all the time about finances, about investments, about saving, about the economy, just a little bit. Just, just, just use one of the news aggregators on your, on your phone, the Apple News app or, or Flipboard or some of these other news aggregators and just have personal finances or investments or something. You can get a non, uh, you know, cloudy report or a study. You can get material that, that isn't using all the big fancy words and code language they use on Wall Street, something that'll help you. You need to handle this. Our times are tumultuous. I think we're going to see increased inflation. I think it's going to become a little bit more difficult. And some of you, like I have been, are in a hole already. I don't mean a hole financially, but it means you aren't even up to the normal level, the, the surface level of functioning. You're neglecting it already. How much worse is that going to be if we have economic difficulty? Why am I saying this? Because I want to beat on you? No, because I love you. I want to see you prosper. I want to see you thrive. And I want to see you be great men. So Pay attention to your financial life. Start asking questions. Make sure you know where things go. Sit down with your spouse. Sit down with your parents. Sit down with a, somebody wise in your life. Get help. Make smart decisions. Be saving wisely. Know where your money is going. Be on top of it. Because this is one of the disciplines of a great man. To join the great man movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, Go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men. Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, Building Your Band of Brothers, and Men on Fire, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.